Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. As always, this features the open-minded musings of two early 60s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of <laughs> no, entertainment relevance. No, no, don't go that far, please. I beg you. I beg you. Look, this is... Hey, hang on. This is relevant for our topic today, the telling the difference between a joke and reality. And we don't know who's listening, and we don't want people to think we're 63 years old. I'm, I'm vain enough that I don't want that, Bill. Okay. Uh, uh, thank two, you. Two thank early you. 30s curmudgeons staring ah, at the prospect. That's mu- much, much better, much better. Entertainment irrelevance is the active buzzword there. Uh, this voice, the timber that you're hearing entering through your canal, is that of me, Mr. B- of me, Mr. Bill William Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which Noah uh, is a choreography studio specializing in enormous wedding set pieces for Telugu language movies produced in India. That's good business. That's very yeah. smart. Oh, it's, you got it's, into that. It's booming, man. We RRR. We got a lot going on right now. We're, we're we are I, busy. I have a question for you. Actually, something I was talking about this the other day with uh, my niece. She said something about Hollywood and about she wants to go to the sign someday and change the letters around and have it say something funny. And I said, well, you can't really do that. But uh, she she was just doing nonsense phrases you can make out of it. And she's like, Hollywood, make it Mollywood, make it Bollywood. And I said, oh, there is a Bollywood. I said, you know, they make movies in India and they call where they make movies Bollywood. She said, why? And I said, I don't know. Do you know where the word Bollywood comes from? Uh, I wonder if it has to do with uh, the Bengal uh, province of India, perhaps? Maybe. Or... That was my guess, but then wouldn't it be Benley? I don't know. No. But well, don't they make the movies in... in well, n- in, now um, they make them all over the Mumbai? place. Mumbai? That's the thing all is that the, each, yeah. each region of India now has a movie making... Uh, that's just, they right. call it... Bollywood indicates like Hollywood. It's a metonym now. It's it Yeah, to, it's not a literal place. It's just... It used, yeah. Right. I think at one point, I bet you it used to be in the 50s and 60s. It was a place, but now right. know, the whole country is syndicated. And, that's why you have different, different regions create different style of film depending on what their language is. You know, right. that, that's why you have Hindi in one place. You have Telugu in another place. You have Tamil in another place. It's, it's very splintered. Yeah, no, I, I imagine. I just, I mean, I could look this up. It just didn't occur to me, and I thought you'd know offhand. All right, ha, any you, any ha, listeners, if you, I have not looked it up. No. I figure I just ask you. No, I'm saying, have you, you heard, know, have you so heard of Nollywood? Nollywood. Where's Where's that? Niger, uh, Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria. Yeah. I, you know what? I've I haven't heard the term Nollywood, but I I know they're making movies. And are they any yep. good? Are there good movies from Nigeria? Um, I, you know, a lot of it, like the the common stuff that comes over in meme form, is a lot of um. The themes are reprocessed. A lot of action films and, mm-hmm. you know, cheaply made dramas. And, you know, like, for instance, the machine guns being used have that clearly, like, off-the-shelf, off the after-effects muzzle flare from the machine gun. You know, it right. looks really cheaply done. But it's like, it is, in fact, you know, for, for uh, the, the Western Africa, it's a pretty booming business out of Nigeria, you know? Uh, well, hey, you yeah. learned something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Bollywood. If you know where Bollywood comes from, write to us. Or I'll just go to Wikipedia. All right. So uh, on this show, oh, and I am Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, 
the trivia game show spectacular. Usually when I say to someone, hey, Bill, do you know where this comes from or that comes from? It's because I know the answer and I want to show off my knowledge. But oh, this yeah. was an example yeah. when I didn't know it and I was literally asking Bill yeah. and I haven't bothered to look. So I guess that I got to do that. That is true. So no, so speaking, I can like you report said, back to my niece. So, speaking yeah. of uh, films and the film industry and canards yeah. and uh, cultures yeah. and, 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 and current techniques and, and motion picture uh, flicker shows, as it were, our topic this week is... Goncharov. 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 Is that how it is that the agreed pronunciation? I guess Goncharov. So. And here's I the thing. I, I've only read it. I haven't heard anyone Look, say it. Look, you know what? To, 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 to peel, to peek behind the curtain here, I'll tell you something. Here, here's, mm-hmm. how, here's how unprepared. This is my topic. I brought this, by the way, this week. Yes. But um, Noah is so unprepared. Noah hasn't even watched Goncharov. I have that's, not watched Goncharov, see, the 1973 cinematic classic. That's what I Noah, you know what? He just, he yeah. slid through this and just shows up today with his fucking, yeah. his pa- pockets hanging out of his pants, just... Right. Bedhead, he doesn't give a sh- he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. We're, we're talking about a movie. I have not seen this movie. He's going to talk. He hasn't fucking script. seen the movie. It's crazy. I haven't seen it. But you know something, Bill? Neither have you. You got me backed into a corner, my friend. You're using my yes, words against me. You're hoisting me on the yeah. petard. That's what you're doing. Hoisting me on your own petard, whatever that means. So, yes. And I don't know what that means. That's so true. Goncharov yeah. is, a, is a false movie memed into life over the past few weeks on Tumblr. 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 Which still exists. I which know. is having a bit of a renaissance. A, a t- and and, and Goncharov is a product of many fevered imaginations and a 24-hour-a-day shitpost machine, which occasionally turns up some benign zingers, you might say. Uh, the precis here is that there is a lost Martin Scorsese movie from 73 starring every single actor who ever mattered at that time. De Niro, <laughs> Keitel, Pacino, Hackman, Cazales. Uh, every actor who married the sm- who mattered, the Smothers Brothers weren't in it. So. Well, the, the, the only band that mattered, Sybil Shepard was in it. <laughs> the, the Clash was not in it a couple no. years before they formed. Yeah. And Goncharov is the story of a Russian mobster who goes to Naples after the fall of the Soviet Union yes. somehow in 1973 <laughs> all right yes uh, we're gonna we're gonna we'll get down to this anyway, it's an alternate history yeah, alternate the history. timing might not hold up but however this uh this thing this object this this idea this concept inspired a lot of chatter on on the blog software which as noah said i think a lot of people the preponderance of res- responses was like huh tumblr is still i thought tumblr died after they they took porn off of it like five years ago i didn't realize it yeah. was still like i had a heartbeat but here you go um, you know, and so the, the, the weird thing with, with Goncharov is, is that it has uh, expanded into what I can only describe as a sort of playable universe in which many individuals are kidding out an alternate reality filled with trailers, soundtracks, art, criticisms, reviews. A video a, game. A video <laughs> game. Okay. An SCNS video game from the mid-90s, The Gates of Goncharov, or Goncharov's well, Gates, something all like of that. This, all of this, let me just restate this, for a movie that is something that does not exist, for, for a movie yeah. that does not exist, uh, the whole idea was kicked off by an old Tumblr post. Uh, the genesis of this was something that showed, showed a photo of, apparently, I think Italian-made knockoff boots that were ordered online. And there was uh, a stitched in, a logo insignia yeah. on the on the very tongue. very weird All why very that's weird. there. No one ever explained that to me. No, no. I was like, and who yeah. who was it? They don't, I don't even know who yeah. it was. But anyway, the, this this stitching, this insignia on the tongue of these boots said, 
It looked like it was a logo of some sort. It said, the greatest mafia movie ever made. Martin Scorsese presents Goncharov, a Domenico Procacci production, a film by yeah. Matteo JWHJ0715. Yes. That's the director's name, Matteo JWHJ. Is that one of the droids that the, the Jawas loaded in uh, yeah, exactly. on, on, on Tatooine? Yes. I don't know. So I, I believe, I believe according to mythology, Scorsese didn't. A lot of things are saying Scorsese directed it. No, right. according to the mythology, Scorsese produced it. Yeah. Yes. Now, to, to, to bring us back to reality, just for a second before we go back into the into the, the veil of tears here, the whole thing is a reference to a 2009 Matteo Garoni movie called Gamora, uh, uh, which yes. was actually, it is a... Which Scorsese did have an EP credit on. Yeah, Yeah, I think he just yeah. sort of shepherded it. I've seen this and, movie. And they, they put his name on the poster to sell Yeah, Matteo, yeah, Matteo so. Garoni is an incredible filmmaker. Gamora is about that, uh, what is it, the Neapolitan Mafia, yes. extremely that's brutal. A, that's a rough movie. Yeah, yes. violent. It's good. It makes The Godfather and, you know, Goodfellas look pretty tame. So yeah. anyway, regardless of whether I just said to you what this is about, the truth kind of doesn't matter. We're going to go off an impression here. It's more fun that way. Uh, but, you know, again, the, move, the movement was already in flight by the time people got down to what it might have been. That's just the fun little origin. So the, the, I think those who don't play along are, are kind of like meanies, I guess, because this is a well-meaning thing. Uh, whereas I love these words. Those who are sort of buying into the Gestalt experience are either said to be, I believe, gaunch-pilled was one of them. Or the people who do the talking is called gaunch-lighting. I love that. Gaunch-lighting. Gaunch-lighting. Oh, Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Noah, do you do you uh, do you want to tell me what your uh, what, I'm sure yeah. you, you did. You hear about this before I told you, by the way. Uh, I didn't, but you know, I mean, this apparently, from what I read, this just took off a week ago. Mm-hmm. So this has literally just been the last week. It'll be it'll and be gone in a few days after this. I know there are thousands. You know, look up Tumblr hashtag Goncharov. Thousands and thousands of posts. Uh, there are news stories. I read something in Guardian, the New York Post, a big thing in Polygon. Did you see Linda um, Carter's picture of her and him? Linda, That's awesome. Yeah, Linda Linda Carter, is the, the Wonder Woman, is playing along. She found some photo from the early 70s of her and the Winkler. Henry Winkler. Yeah. And it said, me and the Fonz at the premiere of Goncharov. Uh, I mean, basically, it's a giant almost improv sketch. You know, everyone is, you know, the, if, if you know anything about improv, you know the term yes and where you take what the other person says, you say, yes, that is part of this, and you build upon it. You know, And if they're any good, you work together. It's like you're a basketball team. Or if you're bad, you're like that improv class episode of The Office where Michael was just contradicting everyone. Um, so this is like a giant, almost improv sketch where people are building upon what the last person said, yes-sanding them, and that's how we have a plot, and that's how we have a story of how the movie was made, and that's how we, you know, Linda Carter's playing along. And then the big story yesterday was uh, 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 Scorsese's daughter has a TikTok feed that a lot of people read. Apparently, you read this, Bill. And she wrote, she posted, like, the text thing she did with her dad. And her dad, Scorsese, and said, hey, have you seen this, meaning this phenomenon? And Scorsese wrote back, yeah, I made that movie years ago. I so, directed you know. it. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is typical celebrity culture where, you know, a famous person texts one sentence to their daughter and that becomes a news story. Um, so, you know, there's an element of this that you got to laugh and you got to be impressed by. <laughs> Goncharov, as of, here's a quote from something. As of this writing, Goncharov has been added and removed from the Martin Scorsese filmography Wikipedia page seven times. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a fake entry on the TV Tropes website, 
And on AO3, which is this, I hadn't heard of this before. It's a like repository of fan fiction archive of our own AO3. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds and hundreds of fan fiction articles. People keep Gonshire people keep list. They kept in, entering into Letterbox and writing reviews. Right. Letterbox has to keep taking reviews on Letterbox, and and the themes have been uploaded to Spotify, and it's kind of amazing how people really aren't contradicting each other that much. It has become almost a coherent whole. Now, I'd say it'd be easy to fool people, and someone read this and like, well, Goncharov's real. How did I not hear this? But I like this, that people are, it's, it's a little like a topic we talked about last year, birds aren't real, in that people are pretty easily revealing that it's a joke. You know, for every post that is in-universe saying it's real, there's a post that's commenting on the phenomenon saying it's not real. And I kind of like that because it keeps things from spiraling into what's real, what's not real, what's fantasy, what's reality, and that can get dangerous. I get it. I'll get into that more in a minute. Um, I mean, I think it's obviously, I think it's kind of clever. I'm not hugely engaged with it. I don't find it that entertaining. Maybe I'm just too tired to watch a movie via reading it and randomly ordered two sentence snippets posted by hundreds of different people. Maybe I just don't have the patience for that kind of project anymore. But, um, you know, I, I can't hate on this. I do wish the memes were funnier. I feel like. It's too focused on creating something coherent, and unlike birds aren't real, I'd like stuff that's laugh out loud. I will give two examples that made me laugh out loud. Someone wrote, <laughs> Scorsese wrote the script with a lead part in mind for Leonardo DiCaprio, but since DiCaprio wouldn't be born until 1974, he settled on casting Robert De Niro instead. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then people have made memes with the actors, the characters from Riverdale, another former topic of ours, just like screenshots from Riverdale with fake um, subtitles, basically the char- like pretending that there was an episode of Riverdale where characters are saying, this is just like in Goncharov, and someone going, like, you compare everything to Goncharov. Why are you so obsessed with that movie? So I find that kind of funny. Um, and there's a quote here from Polygon. It says, the best way to enjoy Goncharov is to make a Tumblr account, follow some blogs, and let the internet do its thing. If you're feeling really inclined, you can try to play along. And I like that this kind of serves two angles. You know, you can just log on and have it wash over you. And if that entertains you, great. Or you can play along. You could do the yes and. You could join in the improv thing. And I, I think I've said in the show many times, I am a fan, as much as I'm too tired to engage with it, I'm kind of a fan that, of entertainment that requires effort because... I think it's important to encourage people to engage with entertainment. And, and we you know, know you, you, you hate the, you're the enemy of a first pass comedy. First pass comedy too. And, and people aren't doing that. They're building on it. Yeah. And also, you know, I think we spent decades just, just mindlessly watching TV and I'm always glad when entertainment to get something out of it, you have to give a little, you have to react. It's not just letting it wash over you. It's engaging with it. It's doing a little work. I think that's good for people's brains and good for society. And like I said, I, I like that uh, there's a term I heard once also from improv, wear your character like a cap, meaning you know, be very, make it very easy to take it on and take it off. And uh, like I said, birds aren't real. Like, let's have fun with it. I mean, there's another thing I like about pro wrestling now is that they've given up this myth of uh, the kayfabe, that it's, uh, that it's all real. 
you know, that in, a, in one interview they'll be in character, but the next interview they'll be out of character. I think it gives people's intelligence some credit that they can hold two ideas in their head at the same time. So I'm not crazy about this. It's not something I'm having fun with, but on balance, I'm glad it's out there. I guess. Yeah, I think that's the way to really interact with this. Yeah, I too, um, I mean, once I observed what this was, it's like, well, meme culture never goes that deep for me. I appreciate the phenomenon that exists, but it's like you, I can't, I can't get that hung up on it. And I'm not sitting here photoshopping things for it. But, you know, how about, how about this as a reaction to it? Um, what Goncharov is based on actually insinuates some very good taste on the part of the creators there's something to what in particular this is fascinated with. Like you're talking about people who, you know, we, we, we talk about the 1970s and this period of movie and these actors in particular and these creators as being one of the, you know, the recent golden age of film, not maybe not since the, the late 30s uh, or the, you know, the early silence that, you know, this was a period of, of, of revolution and uh, new inspiration. And so this is almost like playing around in the sandbox of those things, um, you know, almost like an, 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 not AI, but a VR version of it. And, you know, to people who go around name checking De Niro, Keitel, Pacino, Hackman, John Cazale. John Cazale made five films. They were all generally some of the best films ever made before he died of cancer. Like, the, we, I know what that is. My friends know what that is. I live in the world of John Cazale as a reference, but it's like John Cazale does not come up in meme culture. That's, that is a very, uh, that is a rare thing. You know, John Cazale memes are like yeah. a diamond in the rough. And it's, you know, that, so I, I enjoy the fact that this is, you know, the, the, um, the curation is very specific, but it also, like I said, it insinuates that there's some good taste going on here. But I wonder if some of this in a weird way is a cry for, <laughs> a cry for help. Uh, okay. No, but i tell you why, because of what, in fact, movies look like today. Everything about this movie is what people would want to build, almost like a, um, a dream team. This is like an all-star, uh, an all-star team. I, I forget what it was, if it was NBA Jam or like one of those games where you can put together the best of all time on one ball team and like, you know, Kareem and Magic and Michael Jordan, and they're all on one team, right? You pull the best out of history. And it's like, that's kind of what this is a little bit. It's like, this, the, you know, all these guys never, they never worked in a movie all together. And so you're almost putting together some of the best actors of their day well, and age. A lot of them are known for Scorsese movies. Like yeah. they say Sybil Shepard's in it. And of yeah. course, Gene, Sybil Shepard made yeah. her first splash in Taxi Driver. Yeah, you know, so. Gene Hackman and, and Marty never Gene worked Hackman. with each other. But, and, and Keitel and De Niro. Yeah, I guess they did. Yeah. Keitel and De Niro had only been in um, uh, Taxi Driver together. Uh, yeah, but, but, but Pacino and Keitel hadn't really been in a movie until they made The, the Irishman, which is weird. It's a strange Man, I got, I got to tell you, Keitel, Pacino, De Niro, when I was a kid, I got them all mixed up. They were all the same guy to me. Luckily, you're not a kid anymore, but... Uh, well, yes, I'm not. Yes. So, I, no, are you familiar with the concept of stone soup? Do you know that metaphor, that yes, story? Yes, I. We, that was a big one when I was a kid, the story of stone soup. Yeah, yes. if, if you guys don't How know. How does that figure in here, Bill? Explain. Well, because stone soup is somebody, you know, like this whole town, there's a whole village. Of, it, forgive me if I'm going through this quickly or if I'm just given the abridged version. But uh, this new per newcomer comes to like an old folk village, and everybody is talking about how they really are all starving. There's a lot of privation; they don't have enough to eat. And the guy says he's got this new idea. He says, "Well, we're going to make something called stone soup." And they said, "How does it work?" And it's like, "Well, get a big cauldron going." And he takes a rock and puts it at the bottom, and they start boiling it. He says, "We're almost halfway there." And it's like, all you need to do is like, "Oh, wait, you have a potato, right? Put the potato in there." He goes to another house, and you have carrots, right? Put the carrots in there. 
And all of a sudden, everybody has sort of contributed to this thing that they didn't know they had between them. And all the guy did was indicate, he just brought the initiative to do such a thing where everybody created this gestalt experience of stone soup. You know, essentially the stone was an inert object. It's just, you know, a metaphor or, or you know. An, an I always element. wondered in that, that as he spooned it out, so everyone just ends up eating vegetable soup. Pretty much, But they're yeah. like, the stone soup's delicious. But like, does the stone stay at the bottom of the cauldron? Uh, you know what? I in modern interpretation. That's what I worried about when I was a kid. I yeah. literally remember that. Ow! Anyway, continue. I chipped a tooth on the stone. I know exactly. What are the stones dirty? Is the soup disgusting? Yeah, and so I, I had really thought that you know, in the best, the best way of of sort of con- not not consumerism, but the way that people interact with one another. If they kind of bring their e-game, this one guy comes up there and says, oh, I photoshopped the yeah. poster. And this other woman says, you know, I created three tracks that sound like Nino Rota's Godfather theme. And somebody else comes, it's like, oh, you know what I did? I ginned up four reviews that sound like they were Pauline right. Kael or Bosley Crowther in the New York Times. And it's like, right. it's kind of cool. You wind up making a real a real wallpaper for this world. That's, that's a yeah. nice phenomenon. Gontrov, 1973, is a real fake movie, slotting in neatly with the huge uptick in real fake characters and films dominating the internet over the past year. The collective production feels like a natural offshoot of the long-lasting Morbius trend, as artists and participants assert the faux film as elements that never existed by creating their own. So Bill, why? I mean, I love it when we get these topics that like already have a zillion think pieces in there and they're like a week old. So it just shows how quickly, well, no, it shows how quickly things happen in our culture. So why? Why is this caught on so quickly? Why did this happen? Uh, you know, other than, I mean, this, this boot label going viral, you know, a lot of things go viral, but, but why are we talking about it? Well, I mean, in particular, I, I, I can't, it can't have been an accident, an accident that this happens just on Tumblr, a specific Tumblr thing. Not that I heard about it through Twitter, but it was born of Tumblr, and I believe it still generally tends to be developed on Tumblr. Yes. And yes. so it, it And apparently, sorry, this is a Tumblr thing. Apparently, they did something similar on Tumblr. Did you hear about this? On Tumblr, there was this whole thing that like, oh, yeah, they there was a gay wedding in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I and they like made no. made a new reality that's something like I just read one reference to it. But apparently this has happened on Tumblr before, just okay. not as high profile. Yeah. So, right. well, so so this is this is an alternate reality, you know, like a, a sort of string theory membrane uh, universe, a, a kind of alternate timeline. Um, in, in 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 particularly a dark, dark, dark social media moment. Um, where we no, are, what could you possibly be talking? The people about? in this particular society are creating like an open landscape augmented reality game which anybody can contribute to if you curate the sort of right baroque rococo flourish uh, for lack of a better term you know and and how about this 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 um I mentioned about how movie movie nerds are starving a little bit because if you look at the top 10 for this year and for the previous eight years or so it's just been a bunch of minions movies jungle cruise dinosaurs marvel comics that so on and so forth. There's not a lot going on to inform, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of like brain food if you're looking for it. You got to hunt around, around the margins for A24 movies and stuff like that. Because what's what's showing up in your Cineplex, you know, if if Top Gun Maverick is the smartest thing that's out there right now, <laughs> you're not. Getting, I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm eager to see the Weird Al movie. I want to see. Oh uh, yeah, but you're not getting like back in the old days. James Brooks would make a movie like Broadcast News or Terms of Endearment. You know, and that that was a steak yeah. dinner. You know, I mean, it was wow. melodrama. But it was a real steak dinner for people. 
I'm just yeah, saying. but those movies are on those movies are on Netflix now. But they're not in they're not on the cinema. They're not on the screen. No. they're not. They're not. They don't stand like Marvel. Like you know, the one thing you know, we didn't talk about this, but Scorsese calling Marvel comics movies thrill rides. You know, it's it's going yeah, to Disney. I, you know, they, there's a point to it, and I I get it, and I I, so I don't agree with him, but I see where he's. I going. get exactly exactly. It's yeah. like you're talking about people, are then what they're doing is creating the antonym of that something that you would see. You know, with a Warner Brothers logo, they had the sort of three fingers that looked like the W, you know, on the screen against the red on black. It's like it conjures that moment. You know, it's it's something that, you know, movie nerds, movie and culture nerds both. And I, I guess I consider myself a movie nerd above all else, culture nerd to some degree. It, it is allowing people like me to flex, you know. Um And all, Noah, I, I, I will leave you with this. I can't imagine I can't imagine that there isn't part of this. To use the double negative, where people aren't thinking about, with a little bit of a giggle, how much the boomers are probably confused by what they're seeing. <laughs> I don't know how many boomers are on Tumblr. They know it's going to bleed through. That's part of the Scorsese thing. Was well, like, let's, but let's, let's yeah, confuse, let's confuse Marty with this, you know. But as I like, you know, it's not like the New York Post article is doing it, you know, in universe. Everyone's flat out saying it's a joke. I mean, that's one of the things I like about it. Like. It's a joke that frames itself as a joke. So, you know, you can use your brain to like, you know, see it from that point of view for a second and then immediately go out and not get confused. I don't know. I think it's hard to get confused. I mean, maybe. I always want to pick on boomers. That's fine. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a big factor here, but okay. Um, well, yeah, I think a lot of this is the Twitter exodus. You know, I'm sure Tumblr's usage has spiked in recent weeks, just like we talked about Mastodon a few weeks ago. I'm sure Instagram is seeing similar things. Apparently there's a new, have you heard of Hive? That's a new potential Twitter replacement. But something's going to pick up the mantle. It's just not. Pick up the mantle. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's As- right. Assume, yeah. assume the mantle. Call it whatever you assume, want. I always thought mantle meant like the mantle above a fireplace, but that's not what it means. When you say like assume the mantle or pick up the mantle, it's an old term for a cloak. So pick up the mantle works fine. As a mix. I heard a great mixed metaphor the other day. Uh, was something like, oh, it's it's baked into the cards. That's a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good it's one, good, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, people are leaving Twitter. So yeah, if this had happened six months, a year ago, it might not have had the currency. It might not have gone as far as it's had because more people are watching Tumblr now. So that's might be part of it. Um, we're very much in an era of questioning what's real and what's fake. And the nature of reality has been questioned. Uh, A lot of it is because media has made, you know, it started with Xerox machines making everyone a a printer and then the internet making everyone an editor, you know? Uh, So we've been in a multi-decade, and then of course we we have an entire political party that lies shamelessly. So we're very much in an era where reality is questioned. We talked about this quite a lot when we talked about deep fakes, right? Um, But I think this is a relatively benign example of questioning reality. Um, And again, I'm going to compare it to Birds Aren't Real in the fact that it it wore its character like a cap. It was very quick to reveal itself. So we can have fun with it here. Here is a relatively non-toxic way to play with this concept that is kind of haunting our psyches, the concept of what is real, what is fake? Can we, can we make something real just by telling a story, right? How far can we push that? 
uh, if we could approach it from a benign element, a benign angle, and treat it in a non-toxic way, I think that's something we're all interested in. And as for your point about people are hungry for a real movie, I think Scorsese is the rare old-timey filmmaker that the average kid has heard of, right? I think any teenager who's really getting into film is going to know who Martin Scorsese is, right? Yeah, not the kid who only cares about Marvel movies, whatever. But if you're 16 and you're like, I'm interested in film, maybe I want to be a filmmaker, I want to see all the classics, you damn well know who Martin Scorsese you're, is. You're, you're going to watch E.T. because you want to see a Martin Scorsese right. movie. Right, so you are... What? <laughs> Did you say you're going to watch E.T.? <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh Anyway, no, the point is, so, like, this wouldn't have caught on so much if it were a made-up producer, right? Oh, or, it, was a, it was sort of like a straw man, fa- John K. Waxman or something. I right, John K. Waxman, or, uh, you know, a, a, a director whose name these days is only known to, like, super mega film geeks. You know, if this were, were, were uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Rainer, I always think of him oh, as... Oh, Fassbender, yeah. Fassbender, thank you. I was thinking Michael Fassbender, but that's an actor. So if this were a Rainer Fassbender movie, you know, it wouldn't have that cachet. But Scorsese, everyone who knows more than the basics of film knows who Martin Scorsese is, right? So that gives, and plus, the, you know, Pacino and De Niro, they're names that people know if they care at all about film. So it's a good mix of ingredients, right place, right time, right elements. Do you like Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Shutter Island? Or maybe you're more of a Wolf of Wall Street, Shark Tale sort of person? Well, no matter which one of those movies you like, you certainly know Martin Scorsese. No, would you have liked Goncharov uh, if you were a child at one point in your life? Well, I think I'd be a little more into it for a reason I say with a lot of topics. It's just I'd be more, you know, inured in the world of social media. Digital native and, and all that shit, yeah. Right, exactly. And I'd be more, I'd know how to navigate it. It wouldn't feel as much of a chore to read all sorts of different Tumblr posts. So I'd be more social savvy. And uh, I can imagine I'd want to play along a little and I'd try to contribute. And also, you know, when I was in college, I, I studied media studies and I analyzed it, you know, when I was an academic. And in some ways I was ahead of my time. So those elements of playing with what's real and what's fake, I find them intriguing now. I'd be more intrigued by them. I mean... Hell, I, I could see myself having, you know, someone writing a thesis in college on media studies on this topic. I think there's a lot of meat on this bone. So I, I could see me being very, you know, wanting to write a paper about it, right? Uh, so I think there's a lot of pieces here that I'm interested in, but I was more interested in them when I was young. You know, you say um, that the internet has turned people into editors, whereas, you know, you're starting off with a humble Xerox machine or the typewriter made people into writers or, or that kind of thing. Printers, as you'd say. You know, they, yeah, they, no, I think I heard someone once said like the Xerox machine made everyone a publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. But I mean, and then the internet made everyone a... a but now well, the, maybe it's the other the way internet has made every, every The internet has made everybody a... That, like you said, they, they, everyone fancies themselves a sort of now a pop culture savant or a cultural yeah. savant, which is, a, which is a very good thing and a very bad thing depending on what lane you go down with it. You you know, know? That, that's how we get influencers, right? That's also how we get people who say, I did my own research, you know, about, about vaccines. <laughs> yes, well, Honestly, yes. it's the same thing. Yes. I'm smarter yes. than it you. Made Everyone made everyone into a scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I, I definitely would have been into this. Look, this is a benign version of shitposting uh, mm, yeah. on on the part of culture nerds who I would adjudge 
if I'm thinking of them as my commiserates or somebody I'm looking up to uh, in a cohort, they are, with a capital Q, qualified, capital M, master of movie history, capital M, capital H. So, you know, I... I uh, you lost me there after two capitals. Sorry. I'm sorry. I really... Sorry. The goof of this, uh, which is a great goof. Again, it's not... It's not Like you said, it's not the best thing in the world, but it's it's a good goof. I mean, this, there's something, again, to the, to the idea of the improv game, to the, um, you know, the expanded reality, the fact that you could play... You know, you're watching all of a sudden somebody... Fucking Linda Carter is like 77 years old, and she still has an active online presence, and she still gets the joke. You know, it's like someone who hasn't pissed on her, her currency from this fucking TV show she did 48 years ago. You know, like she... It, I, well, she made a cam- You know, she made a cameo in the last Wonder Woman movie. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in the... I mean, what the fuck else is she going to do, right? Is the existence of the Goncharov game, the rise of Goncharov... The phenomenon of Gontrov in any way a sign of the apocalypse? No, this is, um, it's a little subtle show of force, some, some soft power, if you will, uh, on, on the part of Tumblr, of all things. Um, you know, that I think looms in the background of all this, too. Uh, let's not, you know, like you said, let's not lose sight of that. Um, the platform still has a little life left in it. You know, as we're sitting here looking over our shoulder to say, well, is Hive the thing? Uh, is Ello? As you like to mention all the time, Ello right. thing. Ello. Uh, I don't no, think so. No. No, but Tumblr has been around for. Look, I. You know what? I had a Tumblr myself. Uh, I had. A, I was doing Cobra Commander on Tumblr concurrently, putting it on um, all the social media. I just stopped after a while because I'm like, ah, oh, no one knows this exists. It was a running record right. for me. I just don't need this anymore. So I, I haven't updated Cobra Commander in about uh, three years on Tumblr. But it's like, oh, look at this. I mean, are we going there? Is this the beginning of that? I don't know. But regardless of of, of Tumblr, you know. Um, this is also a way, getting back to my main takeaway, is that this is a way for people to, de- to demonstrate that social media can be a positive binding force among those, um, you know, with good intentions who kind of speak the same cultural argot. And I'm fortunate enough that that is the world that I live in on Twitter and Facebook to some degree is that, you know, I, I talk movies and culture with people. And I found a lot of like-minded folks in so doing who seem to be pleasant people, who seem to not, uh, you know, denigrate your sexuality or run you down or, or they're not mean. It just sends, it tends to be, an you know, an alley-oop culture. I really, I really like that. Um, this is the best example of that. So just, just for that takeaway, I'm going to say no. I think in some respect, we mentioned deep fakes. Our topic was the Reface app, which was a very basic deep fake thing. And I think the apocalypse question, this is very similar to that. This is a harmless, perhaps even good example of a toxic, I mean, in Reface's example, toxic techno- uh, possibly toxic technology, in this case, a toxic principle. Um, you know, I mentioned before, Goncharov has been added and removed from the Wikipedia page for Martin Scorsese's filmography seven times, you know? I mean, I'm amazed that Wikipedia, years later, has stayed as reliable as it has. But the problem, uh, the result of that is people rely on it as an arbiter of truth. And we need to remember it's very easy, if that's the truth, then it's very easy to manipulate truth. This is a fun little game. In this case, it's harmless and non-toxic. But what if a bunch of, you know, traitor maniacs all get together on Tumblr 
and they do a big yes and into a whole story that there was a snuff film starring Hillary Clinton and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? Like, what if they get organized and they do that? I mean, that's a problem, right? They've, 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 already, little... they've already invented fake universes of their own today. They're doing this with... The... Right. The basement of, of a pizza place that Hunter, has no Hunter, basement. Hunter Biden. It's happening as we Hunter speak. Biden is, you know, he and Joe Biden are the mafia and, you know, the, the ping pong comet, ping pong... John F. Kennedy uh, Jr. I mean, it's, it's already happening. Right. And it, right. And, I mean, I'd like to say they're not smart or organized enough to do something as... As, in, as impressively put together as this. But yeah, hey, you don't need smart to get enough people on your side in this country and in this world. So I think the this thing is fine, but the principle here has dangerous possibilities in the wrong hands. And that worries me. That really worries me that people, you know, you're right, it is out there. They're saying, well, it's real because I read it on the internet. It's real, it's because I want to believe. All right, now, and finally, let's talk about jealousy. Uh, how I'm trying to wrap my head around how Gontra would possibly inspire jealousy. Oh, sure. Okay. Because right. because they're all getting together on social media, which I don't understand, and all the fun stuff I posted over the years, no one gives a flying fuck. So it makes me feel like there's a cool kids club. I'm not smart enough. I'm not cool enough to get into it. You know, if I posted something, it would be completely ignored. 30 seconds later, someone with 10 times more followers would post something that contradicts it. Yeah, I mean, just because I feel like ugh, something something smarter and cooler than me. I mean, you know, I'm fucked up, man. This is where I go with everything. <laughs> you should know by now. Did, didn't someone criticize our show once and they said, that guy Bill's all right, but Noah really has like attitude problems. And I'm like, yeah, tell me something I don't know. Yeah, it was one of our so, parents, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not yes, sure. pretty much, yes. <laughs> it was my father, but other than that. <laughs> he did it in person. Yeah, he did. He said to me, he said, you know what? I kind of like your show, but you got a problem. Well, let me ask you something. How, how long did it take you? Uh, again, because I, inter I interfaced with this when it was a meme. I saw the poster first without an explanation. So I did this being a fake thing. It took me 15 to 20 seconds to break through. It actually had. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, because you know what? I, I Again, I've watched a lot of films. I, I watch hundreds of films a year. And you know, I'm really doing a film school thing. And I will be just as long as, mm -hmm. I, as long as I'm alive. And I realize it's like, man, I am constantly finding new combinations of actors, hidden works of directors, yeah. lost treasures. You know, things that they find and, you know, they, they, they make a new Blu-ray copy of some negative that they found in, you know, some attic in Austria. It's really weird. And so for, for 15 to 20 seconds, I'm looking at this poster and saying, did this really happen? Is this possible? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and it, then I saw it's like, wait a second. There's, there's sort of a fan-made quality to this, and some of the images look like they're taking— I, I actually got to say, I thought the poster wasn't good. I think the poster looks too modern. I don't think it looks like a 70s it poster. Is, but it, the, the thing of having a picture of every star in a poster, they didn't do it in the 70s, did they? No, they had full, like, painted illustrations. More yeah, than exactly. Also, also, you know, so the poster the poster didn't impress but me. But mostly it's like the images of everybody were transported out of other movies. Like Hackman looked like yeah. Popeye Doyle. Yeah. And, you know, it's, some, it's some bad Photoshop, actually. It's kind of I funny. Mean, I mean, I, I think it's great. I'm saying it's not, it's not, uh, it doesn't hold water 100%, but it's good enough for the job. Right. It got it done. So it's good enough for a joke. It's like the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. I like this better 
when it's when it's just a joke, when it's ridiculous. That would work if this whole thing were were more ridiculous than like let's create a reality. I'd be more into implausible it. plausibility. But yeah, exactly. So I, you know, my jealousy could be on two things. First of all, it's like actually I wish we did have this movie because it's like I too am, I'm playing. The game. <laughs> yeah, it sounds all right. It sounds like, like a, it could be really good. Like a fucking banger. It's like you tell yeah. me that I could. There's a hidden movie that De Niro did with John Cazale. I this is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I think that wanting to be a member of the goof team, if I feel like my particular skills and my research that I've done over the years of, of you know, the ad hoc film school puts me in the position that I I have the ability to talk. Like I could go and write some fictional review for this that doesn't exist and I could, you know, make it intersectional. Something at a Cahiers du Cinema, you know, that would have been written back then. And, you know, with all these other things where Godard could have been talking about it or, you know, what did Agnes Varda think about it in 1973 you know, I'm I'm not part of the game. It kind of you know I'm not on Tumblr. I'm not I'm not doing all these things. But you know, there there's a lot of specific references, and there's a lot of fun to be had from the play acting. You know, this goofy sandbox Plato ball crawl Chuck E. Mm-hmm. Cheese, uh, which is which shit. I said I like about it because it's not just passively letting it flow yeah. over you necessarily. And you know, it, there's a there's a brain engagement element, and it's about as romantic era in filmmaking, which is you know again I no different than most film nerds where it's like you know you go from 1969 to 1981, there's some of the best films you know had ever made, um, and at least they're not doing this based on. Um, fucking Disney Channel memes or, or Dragon Zords <laughs> from, from uh, Morphin Power Rangers or something we don't know about. You know, this is yeah. firmly in our generational wheelhouse. You know, there's something to that. All right, Noah, so finally, what about our uh, Felonian scale? Uh, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon being lower than uh, lower than Hades itself. Lower, sub, yeah, sub, subhuman. Mariana yeah. Trench. Uh, subhuman Mariana song. Trench, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I keep referencing birds aren't real because I think it's very similar. Uh, but then you mix in, you know, the movie Scorsese-ish element. I did birds aren't real times Joker, right? Okay. So you mix those two things. It's a it's a Jokery version of birds aren't real. But because I like birds aren't real a lot more, I think it had more to say about important things, and I just thought it was funnier. Uh, so birds aren't real times Joker just. Divided by two, and yeah. you end up at the Goncharov nominon. It's funny, Joker. You're almost stumbling upon it yourself. Joker is almost the version of this made into a movie. It's like, what if we have a hidden Scorsese movie with the actors that Scorsese uses, with the themes in the location? Yeah. And well, it's like, but it's a superhero movie, which Scorsese would never do. No, I, mean, I know. Super officially, it's a superhero movie, even though it doesn't really fit the template. No, it's yeah. just he's wearing makeup, but that's about it. Well, I, I well, I, he's the Joker. It's like these idiots who said, well, I made something like, oh, the Joker is, other than Don Corleone, the Joker is the only character that two different people have won Oscars for portraying. And when I said that online, someone was like, well, it's not confirmed that this is the same Joker that Keith Ledger played. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. He's a, he's a criminal who wears clown makeup and calls himself the Joker in Gotham City. Yeah. It's the same character. It's the same okay? character. Yeah. No, if I you mean, lived in Cincinnati and there was no implied Batman in this world, maybe. This isn't Mark like, Hamill's Joker. Right? This is the origin yeah, exactly. of the one from the Well, technically, oh. when he was created by Jerry Robinson and Bob Kane... Uh, I, th- I mentioned it, but I tipped my hand already because this is the photo-negative, anti-matter universe, evil goateed cousin of shitposting in so much that yes. it, it is well. a better version. Uh, you know, I was introduced to shitposting through all the, the, the battery acid of the 2016 election. 
uh, or you know, and it's like that is people made garbage bullshit because they were being compulsive about it, and it was sucked up by people who have no sense of irony. Luckily, this was made by people who had craft, who had a sense of wit and irony, and it was read and consumed by other people who do have a sense of irony and a hunger for that 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 creative gestalt thing. And so, you know, it is. I mean, it is shit posting at its minimum, at its merest. Except it behaves better than shit posting. It's like the ultimate yeah. ideal of what you hope shit posting could in fact turn out to be. All right, so you're basically saying shit posting times negative one is what you're shit posting times negative. One. I gotta write this shit down, man. I gotta chart this. I have to enter this into my Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you know, I think formula and all Richard that. Feynman did all the work on this years yes, ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You, yes. What? Yes. Yeah. We could not. We owe a debt to Richard Feynman and this podcast. Yeah, he did. Uh, we did ask really. him first, "Can we do this podcast?" He did say yes from his deathbed. Yes. Bed, so yes, is he from dead? His deathbed. Is he dead? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't matter. How would I know? Yeah. How would I know? Anyway. All right. That's uh, that's it for us. Friends. That's fucking it. Everybody, if you want to find past yeah. episodes, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us. Oh, boy. At Noah and Bill's show. Write to I, us. I am not checking Twitter. Don't tweet to okay, us. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no Mastodon one... us. Hive us. TikTok us. Yeah. Tumblr us. Write, write to us. You could just old fashioned email Tumble us. for us. Noah yeah. and Bill don't get semaphore it. signals at gmail.com. Yes, semaphore signals. Very important. Um, you know, mirror like flickered mirrors on a, on a roof somewhere giving a message. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do that exactly. Give us a review in the aggregators. You guys know how this works. Um, and again, we're going to mention it again. Twitter is still this giant marketplace. I'm doing a lot of goofy humor throughout the day and having ongoing conversations until the rise of Discord becomes a thing or whatever. Wherever people are actually talking right now, it's still Twitter for the moment. At Williams. I've been a little more on discord lately to tell you the truth oh, yeah okay yeah a little more i i'm, I'm in two well one group i'm gonna quit but i'm in another group uh you know it's just i don't know it, it still doesn't work for me yeah. but yeah I'm, it's working more i believe you know it I mean. yeah well, you know. know go ahead Yes, uh, and youtube.com slash amcs is where you can find all my movie essays. You can find make em ups i did, comedy stuff, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff there. So now, here's Noah. Uh, check out bigquizthing.com. I'm all about the big quiz thing, America's premier provider of live trivia events for corporate and private gigs of all kinds. Uh, I am coming into a busy fucking holiday season, Bill. So we're going to have to talk about our schedule in a minute. Don't, uh, let, don't, don't let me forget. Don't tune off, yeah. Uh, so still some slots available for the holiday season, booking parties all over the country. And then of course, 2023. So learn all about it at bigquizthing.com. Fucking flying, man. Fucking flying. Yep. All right, everybody. So until the next episode of this number one rated podcast hosted by Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2022.